It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Everybody, I'm Larry Roberts. And I'm Sarah Losi, and this is Branded, your comprehensive guide to creative branding. Hey, and on this episode, you know, this is our inaugural episode, but we're going to take some time to review an event that we attended this past weekend called Outlier Podcast Festival. And then we're going to take a look at some terminology that we tend to get caught up on uh, often, whether it's influencer or thought leaders is there a difference what's what's the difference between the two but first let's jump in there and talk about outlier man sarah that was a great event what did you think about it i think it was really great i think it went um better than i expected um for the people who are there they already know that two days before this event uh happened the uh, Ever Gonzalez, who runs the event, had to back out and called you and called a few other people to kind of step in. And taking over an event like that with such little notice is not a small task, but everyone really came together to just help out a friend and handle this event. And it went really well, considering yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it ended up pretty good. Ever did reach out to me and Holly Shannon uh, two days before the event. And, you know, it's it's interesting because it was great to see Holly involved as well, just because we have two different mindsets when it comes to how we kind of run projects. And having her perspective and my perspective, I think it worked out to to put something together that was still very, very beneficial for everybody in attendance. I think everybody had a, had a good time. I think so. I think it was hard not to um, being in that environment, being with the people that were there. And I love events like this just because I feel like I'm visiting friends. It almost feels like a family reunion because these are people that I only get to see at events like this, but they really do mean so much to me on a professional level and even on a personal level. So it's hard not to have a good time when you're with these kind of people. Yeah, I mean, that's what a lot of these conferences are. You know, there's there we have podcast conferences literally all across the country throughout the year. And uh, some of them's a little smaller than others. And Outlier is one of those that's uh, very intimate. You know, there's usually 75 to maybe 125 people in attendance, something like that. And it's just what you said. I mean, it's, it's friends getting back together, almost like a mini family reunion type scenario. And, you know, when you have that sort of community that's already in place, uh, needing to come in at the last moment and try to make sure things keep going forward. That just makes it so much easier because like you said, everybody's looking to to chip in and, and do their part to help make sure that everybody there has a great time. Yeah, definitely. Everyone from whether there are people that you had asked to step in or people that were just attending, um, everyone was, how can I help? What can I do? And it's just amazing to be surrounded by people that are that willing to give and to um, not, not give up some of the attendee experience, but 
to lend a hand when needed, um, I think was really, really important. Yeah, I think we had more uh, volunteers than we had actually things that needed to be done. So that that made it super, super cool. And, you know, that also the environment there led to some pretty amazing speakers. I mean, we had a, a variety of different podcast thought leaders. I'll use that term right now. We'll dig into that here in a bit. Uh, that took the stage and shared their experience, shared their knowledge. We had some guest speakers that were pretty freaking amazing. I mean, from Danny Pena uh, to even Mark Hinteman who, if you don't know who Mark is, he's one of the head writers for some little show on Fox. What's it called? Uh, was, was it Family Guy? That's the one, right? There. I don't remember <laughs> if it was The Simpsons or Family Guy. or, or the same. South Park. Yeah, it's all that adult animation stuff. Uh, not <laughs> that kind of adult, adult but it's the anime. Yeah, anyway. Uh, but no, Mark was great, man. I love, I've known him for a couple of years now. And uh, hearing his story, I heard some things uh, from him at Outlier that I'd never heard before. And hearing how he ended up to where he is today was was really cool and i think it could be inspiring and well i i know it was inspiring to a lot of people in the audience that regardless of where you're at in your podcast journey uh there's still tons of opportunity out there if you're willing to take it yeah i completely agree i really love what he had to say and as someone who is a writer myself hearing the journey that he's gone on was really interesting my favorite part of his entire presentation wasn't even the presentation it was the index cards because <laughs> he pulled out a stack of index cards with just minuscule writing everything on it and all i could think was that is a writer it is the problem every writer has and we want to write everything and he couldn't even use his index cards because he couldn't find what he wanted to say on it at one point he had to flip it over because the thought continued and i was just cracking up in the audience his stories were hilarious but just see knowing that he put so much work into writing all of this out but couldn't even use it because he wrote too much just classic writer problem that yeah, i have experienced up there and, <laughs> and, and sort through those cards and go no that's not the one is it this one no no yeah, but he owned it a hundred percent and yeah, it was yeah. so funny to just watch him admit defeat almost <laughs> And I really love that. I think it'd be super epic if there was an episode of Family Guy where maybe Peter is doing a presentation or something and he's up there with index cards basically going through the motion. I wonder if he'll take that and maybe uh, try to write an episode out of it. Hey, can... Mark, are you listening to this? Yeah. We, want, we want credit if that episode goes out. <laughs> <laughs> we, we want co-writer credit. But man, it, it was a great time and it was there in L.A., uh, right in the heart of L.A. in this amazing, uh, we'll call it a studio compound, if you will, uh, called Fab. I think it was the Fab Studios uh, there in Fab L.A. Factory. Fab Factory Studios. That's what it was. Yes, you're right. Thank you for correcting that because I knew it didn't feel right coming out of my mouth there anyway um but no it was amazing to see all the artwork that was in this place uh see the different setups they had they had an amazing podcast studio that i think just about anybody that is a podcaster would kill for uh, i regret that i wasn't able to record in there uh, but it was still just really an amazing experience yeah i had i had a great time at that event and it really got me thinking about um, the way that we use our personal brands and kind of come back to the whole concept of the show is branded and talking about building your brands and the way that we use our personal brands in different aspects of our life. But it's always so interesting for me to see, even in myself, the way that 
I kind of come out of my, I don't want to say I come out of my shell, but a little bit because I have a different kind of persona that I put on in these environments because it just pulls a different piece of my personality to the surface. And I know you do as well. And it's interesting to kind of no, watch don't. it happen. Excuse me? <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> but that's one of my favorite parts about being in this environment is kind of allowing myself to lean into this different persona that I don't get to bring out very often. Yeah, it can be hard to even recognize that. And, you know, you, you said that you, you, you see it in me and I didn't necessarily see it in me as much until you pointed it out. And uh, you pointed it out back in January of this year uh, at PodFest when uh, you'd see me talking to people and it's almost like, you know, I'm kind of known for the red hat. That's part of my brand. Uh, but I would put on different hats depending on who I was talking to. And it was almost like a different personality based on the topic that we were having. If it was a potential client, I spoke to them in one way. If it was someone talking about content creation, I spoke to them in another way. If it was AI, I spoke to them like a robot. Uh, no, that wasn't the case, but you still were able to identify all these different personalities. And it even got to the point where you're like, oh, oh, let me answer. I know what you're gonna say to this person. Well, you have your typical responses just because with who you, um, I always say that when I was walking with you, through PodFest, I felt like I was walking with someone running for mayor. Like <laughs> everyone had to come up and talk to you and um, ask you questions because you were this just, you, you are this really prevalent thought leader in this industry. And the questions that you were asked often were the same questions because they're the ones that were on everyone's mind. So I was able to, like, I know what your answer is going to be because I've heard you say it. And it was, it's also kind of funny to see, I know I've called you out. We'll be on a phone call that's, we're not talking about something work related, but you go into your work voice. And I've had to tell you like, don't red hat guy me right now. Like I'm trying to talk to Larry. I'm not talking to the red hat guy because you have such a strong personal brand and it is authentic. It is who you are, but it's also just a different side of you that comes out in that environment. Yeah, it's interesting because it was, you know, even if I think back to my corporate days, way back when I was in corporate America. When I was in kindergarten. Well, we don't need to get into all those specifics. But when I was back in corporate, uh, I, I, I worked for a guy that I was actually close personal friends with, the vice president of our IT department. I worked in IT, was a very close and still is a close personal friend. And at the office, we were very, very structured, very rigid, very corporate, very professional in the way that we communicated with each other. I mean, he was the big boss of the department and he wouldn't hesitate to scold me if I did something that didn't quite make sense. And he'd let me and not just me, but everyone around us know that what I did wasn't the way he wanted it done. But you let us get together on a Friday night or a Saturday at his house, or if we go camping, he's just another one of the boys. So, it, you know, we'd put on that persona per se, that professional approach when in the office, but then I'd turn around and call him all sorts of choice four letter words if we're at the campsite. But you can bet come Monday morning, the only thing I'm going to call him is sir. So I've gone through those practices, I guess you could say, throughout all of my life whether it was in corporate or whether it was even in back in my karate days, way back when, you know, on the mat, it's Mr. So-and-so, but at the mall, it's Joe, <laughs> you know, it's just, you put on these 
I don't want to call them masks, but maybe we'll just call them hats for the, for the sake of the conversation. But you put those on based on those scenarios. And I think that's what led me to be able to do that in this scenario now. Whereas if I'm on a podcast, I've got my podcast voice. And if I'm on stage, I've got my stage voice. If I'm talking to somebody about a podcast or content creation, I've got that voice. And it's just these different hats, but they all tie back together to that over-encompassing brand. Yeah, and I almost admire how well you do that because I know I don't do it well. I know that I have my conference persona that comes out and people who only know me in that environment, they just think that's my full personality when it's I'm a lot more quiet and kind of timid outside of that. But I struggled being in um, former positions because I worked in, I still do work in finance, but I don't have a finance person persona. It, it doesn't exist in me. And I don't even like really want to figure out a way to create it because it feels so inauthentic to who I am. So I actually had to make the choice to step away from the role I was in. And I was in a really, like I was director level um, that a really great role at a really great company, but I had to step away because I felt like I was losing a piece of myself by trying to force a different persona out of me that just didn't belong there. Well, and I think that's what made the red hat so natural for me. You know, I was wearing a hat at the time. It wasn't the red hat that we wear today, but it was a hat. And regardless of where you see me, whether it's on stage or whether it's in the audience, I'm probably going to be wearing a hat and a hoodie. That's just who I am. And yes, I live in Texas and I still wear the hoodie when it's 106 outside. It's Maybe I didn't choose the right brand in that regard, but it's who I am. It's what I'm comfortable in. And I, I feel the same way. You know, I got invited to go to uh, the Magic Castle while we were out in L.A., but and and that's a very swanky, very bougie. Uh, well, magicians castle is what it is. They put a high level uh, magic shows on there, but they also have a very strict dress code where you have to wear either a tux or a black suit and a black tie. And I literally passed on the opportunity to go to this 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 event, which while I was out there, everybody I told about it was like, dude, you got to go to the magic castle. It's the coolest thing ever. But I passed on it because I didn't want to put on a monkey suit. I didn't want to put on a tuxedo. I didn't want to put on a regular suit because I look ridiculous in a suit and I don't feel comfortable in a suit. So even if I'd gone to this amazing show that I've heard great things about from literally everyone I've talked to other than you, uh, <laughs> I simply didn't want to go because I couldn't be me. I couldn't relax. I couldn't be authentic in my own skin at the time if I was to go to this thing. And I, I think a lot of people struggle with that, but they're forced to fit. They're forced to fit in that corporate environment. They're forced to fit in that social structure that they're involved in. They're forced to fit to, I don't know, up to standards of their, their social clubs, whatever it may be. And I, I think as we go to develop our brands and we lean into, going into what we were talking about earlier, uh, thought leadership, we have to do it from a place where we're authentic or the thought leadership that we're leading with isn't necessarily leadership. Absolutely. And I was even, um, I, I was one of the speakers at Outlier and I spoke about growing a business through podcasting. And my number one um, kind of, I guess it would be a tip. It was top six ways. The number one 
that I gave was through thought leadership and becoming a thought leader. And I had someone raise their hand and ask me what a thought leader was. And I thought that was really interesting because I never, I guess, assumed that uh, people would know what that was. And it kind of sent me down this rabbit hole of what is a thought leader versus what is an influencer? Because I think influencer is just this term that is thrown around all the time. It's a social media thing. It's it's everywhere, but it's also definitely within podcasting and content creation. But in my mind, and I don't say this to offend anybody who considers himself an influencer, but in my mind, I think we see an influencer and we just look at what they're doing and we want to copy it. But with a thought leader, we listen to what they have to say and we just want to listen to them and we want to implement changes in our own life or in our own uh, perspective because of what they have to say. So I think it's a far more uh, intellectual or um, just, I don't, it's more about perspective and about insight than it is about what you see. And that's something that I now, I, I hate the term influencer. And I almost cringe when I hear someone say like, oh, I'm an influencer. And I want to even say like, why don't you look into thought leadership? Why don't you consider yourself a thought leader instead? Is it because you don't feel like you have something to say? Uh, well, I think it's a valid point. And at least from my perspective, and this is what's so great about this show is we have literally, we have generational perspectives here on the show. But from an influencer's perspective, to me, it's just somebody that influences based on appearance or based on a, a look. You know, they, they stand in front of a car or they stand in front of a jet and they represent or they influence this particular lifestyle or this particular brand, not necessarily their own brand, but they're influencing others to be a part of a brand that they've been hired to represent. Whereas with thought leadership, I think it leans more into us as the brand, as you as the brand, as whoever is presenting the concepts, the ideas, or the thoughts on a particular topic or a particular subject matter within a particular niche. And there's a huge difference there if you look at it from that perspective. And, you know, if we look at it from a visual perspective, Olair is never going to be an influencer. So I kind of have to be a thought leader because I don't quite have the looks of an influencer. And regrettably, so many of us do not have that. But we all have the ability within ourselves to be thought leaders because we all have an area of expertise. We all have insight into a particular topic. And I think a lot of times we end up selling ourselves short because we don't feel we're educated enough on a topic or a niche uh, to be a thought leader. but it kind of goes back to when I went to write my first book on podcasting. And I was like, I don't need to be writing a book on podcasting. And honestly, today, I still feel like I shouldn't have written the book on podcasting because it was four and a half, five years ago when I wrote this book. But my, my, my coach at the time, she goes, look, all you need to do to be able to teach someone something is to know just a little bit more than they know. So, that could be applicable from a thought leadership perspective as well. If you have some insight into a topic or a niche that someone else doesn't have, then you could be a thought leader in your space, but you got to put yourself out there to do it. I completely agree. And I don't even think it comes down to what you know. I think it even comes down to 
having a fresh perspective because I, I always say facts can be Googled and facts are, they're just there. They are what they are. And you don't need somebody to come out here and spew facts at you. But if you have a different perspective, if you have key insights that are based on your experiences and things that you've gone through that have changed the way that you look at something, that's valuable. It all comes down to like, are you, do you have a story about this topic that is different than somebody else's because of the experience that you have with it? And I think by being able to incorporate your experiences into the conversation that's already being had on the topic, that kind of pushes you ahead as the thought leader and gets people to want to listen to your new perspective because you can't argue with someone's experience. You can argue with facts. You can say, no, that's not correct. But if someone's saying, this is my experience, someone can't say, no, it's not. Right. And right. I think that's a really key. I mean, who else has a penis tattoo, right? Um, a lot of people probably, but it was <laughs> likely on purpose. <laughs> I might be one of the few that got it on accident. And we'll save that story for another episode because it is an amazing story. And it has opened up a ton of opportunities for you to stand out as a thought leader, right? Which is really weird to think about. Um, I, I think it's really funny that we both have the our one weird thing. Like you have a hat. And that hat has opened up so many doors for you because it's how people <laughs> recognize you. I even, I've known you forever and I see you every day and I walked right past you at the airport when you were picking me up because you didn't have your red hat on. Yeah. But because you have that kind of calling card, you're more easy to remember. And yeah, 100%. It, it helps you be memorable and then it gets people to remember what you actually have to say. But for me, I have this story about how I accidentally got a tattoo of a penis on my arm and it makes me memorable. And be, I've, I'm happy I was able to actually find value in the story and I've been able to use that story to shape so many different opportunities. But it really just does come down to I'm the girl with the penis tattoo. And I think they say, what is it? Like there's no such thing as bad press. I'm just going to lean into that. Yeah, I'd lean into that heavily with that story. So Yeah, we're we're going to we're going to just <laughs> pretend that all media is good. <laughs> well, I think this media is good and uh, you know with these stories that we're sharing today, this is just kind of a taste of what we're going to be doing on the branded podcast and uh, if you've liked the uh, what you've heard so far today, I want to ask that you do us a favor and subscribe to the show. Absolutely. Our trailer is out. You can go find it on all the places you listen to podcasts. You can find our website at listentobranded.com to listen to the trailer. Subscribe to the show. Leave us ratings and reviews. And we will be launching the official show uh, very soon. Yeah, I cannot wait to release that launch date. It is definitely coming soon. And we'll be sure that everyone out there knows exactly when that date is. So you can look forward to more of myself and Sarah as we bring you Branded. Yeah, thank you for listening. Hello. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.